Hey guys, it's Evan here. It's July 17th of 2022. I'm putting on my shoes and I'm gonna go out and get my steps in for the day. And I hope that you guys do the same because you know fitness and finance go together. So put on your shoes, put in your earbuds and listen to this episode where I'm gonna be talking about becoming a broke winner. But first, my thoughts of the week, I wanna share with you that you know, over the past several months, I haven't really been talking too much about my own financial situation and my journey to financial independence, and more importantly, my journey to retirement is what this should really be. And I hope that you guys get to that point as well, and you will eventually as you continue down this path of frugality, of knowing where every dollar goes. And You know, earlier in the year, I was really into, as you know, by listening to those episodes, you know, thinking about my money and, you know, allocating it correctly into buckets of investments. And then I kind of pulled back on that, as you know, and I've been building my cash bucket. And it's the right choice for me. And yet now that stocks are priced so low, it's I'm thinking like, why am I not buying more shares? So anyway, you get to a point where if you meet your goal, which I met my goal of the million dollars in investments, now I'm trying to prepare for that segue into not having a job anymore and letting my investments be my income. You know, I've been talking about that for a couple years. <laughs> so um, hopefully you have, um, or you'll be looking forward to an episode that I'll be producing in the next several weeks, probably the week of August 8th, maybe the following week, where I'm going to revisit my numbers and share with you my numbers, because it's almost like I'm at that point where it's like, just like I've achieved what I wanted to achieve. And now I'm like, figuring out how to, to move forward, I'm building up the cash bucket, but I'm still struggling a little bit with having so much cash when stocks are down. So I'm going to be making an appointment with Vanguard. Remember earlier this year, I shared with you or last year, actually, that I am now in their advisory services so I can make appointments with them. And over the past several months, I've been living my life having fun and I just haven't been, you know, looking at my money as closely and you guys can get to that point as well and you will. But I really want to sit down with one of the advisors and say, Here I am. I decided not to retire last year. This is my situation. Let's update my profile to pick a new retirement date. Pick a new retirement date. So I want to redo all that. So I have more time off coming up. And so I'm going to schedule that appointment with Vanguard. Then I'm going to share with you exactly what we talked about and even what my decisions will be. And as I always say, you know, you do get to a point where any decisions you make going forward, an educated decision is going to be the right choice. And it sometimes is very personal. Even when you're still struggling, if you're broke at 40 and you're building that wealth, you can always leverage different decisions and go in different directions. As long as those directions point towards advancement, there's many choices. And we don't want to complicate it either. So my path has always been super less complicated than perhaps other people's paths towards financial independence. And that's what I like to talk about on this podcast. So you guys know that you can do it as well. It doesn't take 
a scientist to figure this out in many cases. And so now here I am rambling on my introduction. But anyway, uh, again, today we're going to be talking about how can you live the next 15 years of your life being a broke winner? Because that's what I want you to do. You don't want to be a broke loser because you'll never figure it out. So wake up right now. If you're broke, you have this opportunity to change things around. So stay tuned, everybody. The podcast starts right now. Hey, before we start our episode, always remember, if you don't want to be broke at 40 like I was, or if you are broke at 40, stay tuned on a weekly basis where I explore the basics of personal finance and more importantly, the behaviors that can bring you from broke to brilliance, whatever you think brilliance may be. And as always, this podcast is for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult with a financial advisor if necessary. My name is Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast. Today, I would like to talk about being a broke winner versus being a broke loser, because I definitely believe those two things are very different, especially for late in life savers like you and for me back when I was broke at age 40. You know, I think that so many people go through their lives as you know, trying to impress people they do not know. So that's why we have people living above their means. It's such a part of society today. And I know that those of you listening have come to the Broke at 40 podcast wanting a different life. Maybe you have tried to be a winner in life financially by buying the big house, leasing the expensive cars, going on the expensive vacations like Most people do. And the sad fact or reality of society today is that we never know if somebody can truly afford such luxuries or if they're just playing into the dream of what they consider to be success that they've learned over time through television, media, social media, and other outlets. There are people in your life right now that probably have a lot of money. They may have the big homes, the expensive cars, those luxuries that money can afford. But unless you really talk to them, you will never really know. And as I said last week, most people are not comfortable talking about money which is why I love that we can go to podcasts to listen to people talk about their own finances like I have done over these past two years, anonymously, of course. Podcasting is Evan Thomas, which, as you know, is not my real name. And I wanted to also kind of update you on my thoughts of the week here just quickly that I haven't really talked about my finances this year too much, other than the fact that I'm continuing to build up my cash bucket And I will be honest, I'm still struggling over if I'm going to retire or not. It is something that I don't feel that I'm emotionally ready for. And I think about it all the time, especially when I take staycations. I think about, well, Evan, what are you going to be doing in your spare time? It's something we all have to solve for. Maybe not for you right now, 
if you're broke at 40 and you're still building your wealth. But you know you will get to this point in 5, 10, 15 years where you will have created what you've wanted to create. And then you have to stop and think, well, now what is the next step? That's where I struggle. And that's what this podcast to me is all about, talking to you, sometimes in a rambling format like I'm doing today, where I want to share with you what my thoughts are. But I can't share with you what my thoughts are unless I really know exactly what they are. But I always say this is a good place to be, and this is where I would encourage you to be over the next 5, 10, or 15 years, which would be better than being a broke loser. So back to the topic for today. I like to encourage people all the time in your current status right now is to be a broke winner. And you might be thinking, Evan, what are you talking about? What is a broke winner? Well, my definition of a broke winner is having the ability to know that you are broke. And you might be wondering, well, what is broke? Broke means you have money coming in from a job, you pay your expenses, and nothing is left over. You're broke. You have nothing to save, nothing to invest. So it's almost like your existence is then just dependent, obviously, on the paycheck that you have. And it's not a bad place to be. I was there many years. I was broke in my 20s and my 30s. We're talking about a couple decades, at least 15 years, because by the time I got out of college, I was 24, 25. And as I always say, and you may be thinking the same way for yourself, is that as a young person, you have resilience. Resiliency, is that a word? <laughs> you have the ability to overlook that and make other things a priority, which is great because you want to be happy. We all want to be happy. But, you know, where is it in society that says you have to be happy on all levels of your life? Could it be that you try to get there someday? Of course, with all aspects of your life, you know, spiritually, physically, financially, what other, what of, of ever other allies might be out there. Okay, that sounded stupid. Anyway, you get what I'm trying to say is that there's always going to be something that you're trying to achieve. Far too many young people, I think, in their 30s and 40s, have a broke loser mentality. So let's define that for just a minute. A broke loser mentality would be someone who is continuing to be broke in their 20s, in their 30s, and their 40s. If you haven't figured it out by the time you're in your 40s, it may be too late. I'm not saying that you have to have huge financial gains of savings and investing in your 40s. That's not what I'm trying to imply. But if you haven't realized and acknowledged where you are by the time you're 40, then in my opinion, it may be that you are a lost cause in that you could have a broken mentality, a loser mentality for the rest of your life. Now, I don't know how many people go through their lives with a broken loser mentality, but I would ma imagine it's quite a few people. They ignore the fact that they're broke. They continue to make lots of money. They may make over $100,000, but their expenses are meeting or exceeding that $100,000. They may have been putting 
3% into their 401k, maybe 6% to get a company match. But they're not being deliberate and making sure that they're always above where they should be with each and every year by looking at their build a budget spreadsheet and being intentional with every single dollar. We know that, right? So unfortunately, so many people have a broken loser mentality. I want you guys, everybody listening on this episode today, to acknowledge that you are broke and be a winner. You should be very happy that you've realized that you are broke. You should celebrate the fact that you're broke. I remember back when I was 40 and I was broke. I've told this story before. You know, at age 29, I had a bankruptcy. The next 11 years, I was living paycheck to paycheck. I didn't tell anybody. Are you kidding? I was embarrassed. But nobody needed to know. But I knew. And instead of becoming a broke loser, which would have meant that by the time I got to 40, I wouldn't have made the changes. I would have been living above my means because as you guys know, I kept getting bigger and bigger raises throughout the years. I could have been like my friend at work that I told you about before that was several years younger than me, but he kept spending more and more and more. Better homes, bigger cars. No, not bigger cars, but more expensive cars, bigger homes. And it was just, he was spiraling out of control. Oh, he looked great. You know, on the outside, people would have thought that he was probably financially doing very well. You don't want to be a broke loser throughout your life. To anchor this to The Millionaire Next Door, the book that changed my life, you do not want to be a underachiever of wealth, a UAW. That is a broke loser. You want to be a prodigious accumulator of wealth over time. That's a broke winner. And eventually you will get out of the broken phase, if you will. Now, let me talk about when does that happen? I can only tell you about my own experience. Like, when did I feel over the past 15 years from 40 to age 55 that I had no longer, you know, no longer in the broken phase? I, let me think about it for a second. Maybe sometimes I still think I'm in that broken phase because that has kept me successful and not spending money that I should not be spending quite yet. But you guys know I'm going through this whole process of re-identifying things that are important to me. And so I will be making changes and spending more money, which I have been doing. But I can't remember when I got out of the broken phase, but I was always a winner with finances. Not when I was 29, but when I got to 40. And I would also like to say that as you guys know, as you're building wealth, the wealth that you're building while you are building it really has no immediate effect whatsoever. The years that I lived when I was 40, 41, 42, 43, 44, 45, I was building the wealth. The wealth only means something when it generates enough income to pay your expenses. Let me repeat that. The wealth that you're building really doesn't create value or mean something of any significance until it has the ability 
to pay for your expenses and your lifestyle. You could either be lean fire or fat fire. I've talked about those concepts before, which you may have heard in the financial independent community. I'm at the lean fire phase where I have enough money, a million dollars in investments that could generate up to about $40,000 per year. And as you guys know, in the past, I said that I probably only need 32,000, somewhere in there. And that's even factoring in $10,000 to pay for my own health care. Do I really want to do that? Not really. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to bridge this gap from age 56 to 65 when I no longer have to pay health care because Medicare kicks in. So yeah, I'm right in that time frame of making decisions. But you know what? I am so glad I made those decisions when I was younger because imagine getting to age 55. For the, all of you that are age 40, 42, 43 right now, thank you for listening to this podcast because you do not want to end up at age 50 or 55, living above your means, being a UAW, underachiever of wealth, and then waking up and saying, how do I change this? I would have to think that it may be too late at that point. Although it's never too late, you can always make changes and you know that. But you would need more income to support the goal of getting out of debt to then building the engine that you're creating. And you have to do those sometimes concurrently, as you know, paying down debt, but also bringing your finances up, your investments. So in my opinion, again, to have a winner mindset while you're broke is to be thinking this way, to be very futuristic, to be thinking that I am living my financial life the way I am today, not for today, but for tomorrow. And I know that sounds really cliche. And I know I've talked about this before. It's the value journey. The money that you're making from your job today, in my opinion, the main focus of that money that you're getting paid into your checking account, the main focus of that is to save and invest. Only a small portion of that should be for your expenses. And I know it takes a long time to get there, but you will get there if you make the right choices with each subsequent year. Bring your expenses down. Your income is going up, keep your expenses down. Can you even make them lower? Absolutely you can, but you have to be conscious of it all of the time. You can't be thinking about what your friends are doing what vacations they may be taking. You cannot be thinking about that. You have to keep things really in line. You're a late in life saver. You have to accept that. I had to accept that I didn't make the changes in my 20s and 30s. Now, granted, I didn't have the income during those years either. But boy, did I turn around and understood at my bankruptcy at age 29 what a financial train wreck I was. So for, th for those of you listening, if you are a financial train wreck, it's not too late. You can make those changes. You want to be a broke winner. Again, you will not see the effects of that until much later. I can't stress that enough. You'll eventually get to a point where I am, where now as a podcaster, I'm thinking through, you know, my age right now is 56. I do have retirement on my horizon, but I have to be honest with you and tell you that it scares me. 
But what I love about it is that I could quit. And then my focus would then shift to episodes all about how I'm doing going forward. And I'm sure that's what I'll do. But I don't think I'm emotionally prepared, even though financially the numbers could work. So that's what I'm going to be working through. For those of you that are much younger, you're still building your wealth. Just like I said last week, find somebody on television, a podcast, a YouTube channel to follow so you can be motivated intrinsically each and every week. I think as I look back over these 15 years, I would not have been as success yeah, successful if I lost track, obviously. And that's where people go wrong. They lose track. They lose the discipline and the motivation. That's a terrible combination to lose both. I talked about that last week. It's not so much about the basics of finance. Do you remember, for those of you that have been with me for two years, I used to always talk about the basics of finance, personal finance. I don't have any notes in front of me, but what were they? Can you remember? There were things that I said I'm not going to talk about too much on this podcast because I want it to be about motivation, not about what you need to do. All of you have at your disposal the internet. You can Google. You can type things in. You need to make that your goal. If you're not doing that now, go learn. The basics of personal finance are simple. Keeping expenses down. Get your income up as high as it can be. Make sure that you have that gap of savings to do what with it? Well, some of it's going to go into your 401k, maybe 6% to get the company match. You're going to fund a Roth IRA. If you have income that's below certain thresholds, just Google it. Fund up the Roth IRA to the max. You're always trying to max out these vehicles. What does that mean? Well, it means the dollar amount every year. Some people think, and I used to think, oh, is it a percentage? No. Google it. You can put X amount of dollars into a Roth IRA every year. Into your 401k, you can put X amount of dollars every year. When you get to age 50, you get catch-up contributions. Leverage it. Make sure that you make the right decisions over the next several years before you get to 50, if you're not there, to plan for that. Raise up and look down over 40,000 feet, looking down. Plan it out. You can do those things. You don't need me to help you with that. Did I get all the basics? Do your build a budget. For those of you that need a, a budget, which I do, I will never not have a budget. I know there's many people out there that say, oh, you don't need a budget. You get to a certain point, you just spend. Uh-uh. I feel differently. I account for every single dollar. Every week I open up my spreadsheet, put in the numbers of what I spent, take it away from the buckets, net to zero, I'm good. Are there some things going on this year? Like, do you remember me talking about the fact that my grocery bill was like through the roof and I tried to bring it down? Well, I brought it down and then I lost a bunch of weight because I wasn't eating enough. <laughs> um, so fitness and finance go together. So I don't mind spending more as long as it's a net to zero in my overall budget for the entire year. That's what's great about your build a budget. You make changes all year long, but you can never go over because you know what the budget is. You have the macros on your spreadsheet netting to zero. You can never go over if it all nets to zero. You can move money around in different buckets. So those are the basics of finance. You have to know that you have to max out eventually all of your 
investment vehicles. You have to know what those total dollar amounts are that you can commit to every single year. You've got to maximize and go for that. That's your goal. If you're thinking about a bigger house, stop. You may not need a bigger house. Can you leverage what you have? I got rid of furniture once. I thought I needed a bigger condo. I thought I needed a separate bedroom for an office. Really? What a financial mistake that would have been. To sell a property and then go buy a bigger one, I'd have a mortgage today. I paid off my mortgage in 2019. I have absolutely zero debt. I would only need a job paying me about $20,000 and I would be just fine. With benefits, of course. So as you move forward, to tie back to the beginning of this episode and the content of this episode is, I want all of you listening that are feeling really bad, perhaps about yourself, to, okay, go ahead and be a little sad. But be a sad winner, not a sad loser. Something bad is happening in your life. You lost your job. You're trying to find a new job. Lots of things are going on right now with the recession. Coming up, I have some friends that work in the mortgage business that had to lay a bunch of people off, loan originators. So if you're working in those sectors, you may be experiencing times right now where you're losing your job. Well, hopefully you planned for that and you had your six-month emergency fund in place. If you didn't, then that's going to be perhaps detrimental to your overall plan, but you can adjust. Be sad about what you're going through right now, but approach it from a winner mentality. Just like if you're broke today, you want to approach that from a winner mentality as well and not from a loser mentality. All of these things are temporary. You know, we, di we, didn't, we weren't born to think we're going to be happy every single moment of our lives. Have discipline. Discipline is not always easy. It may not make you happy, but it will change your financial future. So as I think about wrapping up this episode, you guys know I appreciate you for coming back and listening to this podcast each and every week. You also know that I believe in each and every one of you that tunes in and listens. I don't know your personal financial situation right now, but as I always say, you're probably in the place where I was multiple years ago, where I was just looking for somebody that I could listen to and not really learn again the basics, but just to have a motivating factor. In fact, for me, you guys know, I talk about it all the time with Susie Orman. I watched those episodes every week and I knew what she was going to say. It wasn't about learning anything new. I mean, I did learn new things, don't get me wrong, but it was about the camaraderie. It was about the community. It was about the fact that somebody was talking about something that really interests me. And I didn't want to derail. I didn't want to go through life and then go off the train track. I wanted to own the fact that I was broke. And I chose to be a broke winner until I got out of the broke phase. And if I can do it, I know you guys can do it as well. So finally, I'd like to say I congratulate you guys for every step of the way. So I'm going to close this episode. I will hope that you guys all have a great day. And I'll see you next week on the Broke at 40 podcast.
Alrighty, that's going to do it for another episode, everybody. Hey, I've got a favor. If you've got a friend that's struggling financially at any age, please share this episode with them. Let them know that I went from broke to a million dollar net worth in just about 14 years. And if I can do it, anybody can. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review. We would really appreciate it. What do I always say? It's okay to be broke at 40. It really is, but not at 50 or 55 now that you found us. You can change your financial destiny. I'm Evan Thomas, and this is the Broke at 40 podcast.